What up, this is Yikadiz. Peace, this is Outlaw. And you listen to the 80s Baby Podcast. And on today's episode, we got a recap or an analysis of the much-watched versus battle last night between Jill Scott and Erica Badu. Um, we're recording this Sunday, the following Sunday. I'm not sure when we'll get this released. But uh, for those who somehow missed it, this aired on IG Live Saturday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah. It was at 6 p.m. Central- in Texas. Is, is what Badu was saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, this was obviously, a lot of people were going to watch this. Um, a lot of black folks, just a lot of music lovers. I think that this one was going to be more encompassing of more viewers, and mm. maybe the numbers reflected that a little bit. Yeah. I think it was more than um, more than any of the previous battles we had. So I saw that it got past 700,000. Um, I don't know how far past it got 700,000, but it definitely was like 700,000 plus a few other thousand um yeah. so i don't know what they what, what's the highest number before that do we know i don't um i think it was uh it was the teddy riley uh and uh and Babyface, and that was that, yeah. i think it peaked around half a million so yeah this yeah. is a lot a lot higher than that <laughs> yeah why do you think uh you, you think it was always going to get the higher numbers that's a good question i i think that um i i guess i was a little surprised i expected the numbers to be right around where teddy teddy and uh and and baby faces were so yeah, I don't know. I think both of those artists are still, or both of these artists that we just saw are more mm-hmm. contemporary. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. Badu and Jill Scott are much more likely to put out music. Plus, I mean, we were in a, a particularly formative stage when this music was coming out. So yeah. this is, you know, a lot of, you know, late high school, early college years. Right. Um, and I think that there's just going to be, the. I think the crowd that's going to be on IG Live is more likely to tune in to these two particular artists plus mm-hmm. it's two women going up against each other two black women yeah. um and i th- <clears throat> i think that even though their music is very different mm-hmm. it is still in very much like the same kind of ilk right. and these are the two powerhouses from this era yeah. so it, i think it makes sense yeah. i'm not surprised at all to see the to see the numbers. I'm, I'm a little surprised just because i don't I, you know i think you, one of the points you made in the last podcast we recorded was you you talked about kind of like not understanding what's hot Right. And like, yeah, yeah, I think to some degree, I don't understand, like, I don't understand engagement numbers. Um, okay. So, you know, I mean, just the, the orders of magnitude that, you know, Takashi 69 comes home, he gets on, <laughs> he gets on IG and, and he, and he gets 200 or 2 million followers. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, quarantine radio, uh, which we've had, you know, Tory Lanez, he gets on IG, he gets girls to strip and shake their butt. And then he, you know, he gets half a million followers. So I don't, I, I don't understand or really, I can't gauge well, like what good engagement numbers look like for different demographics. But, um, that's fair. but I do think though that, you know, a point that you made, I, I think that they, they do kind of fall in like a very unique demographic to where they can kind of get some of the Teddy and baby face, you know, older crowd because um, some of those folks would have engaged with their music when they were popular as well right. as some of like our age group, um, you know, who were kind of more in the, in the stages of our life where we just barely started to understand some of the concepts that were in Jill and Erica's music. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I do think that they have a, a big, cross-section of, of of followers for sure yeah i mean i think they're they're likely to get more viewers more viewership than say like the risen premiere for yeah. example you know 
I didn't have as many female friends tuning into RZA versus Premiere. Mm-hmm. Yet all of the hip hop heads that watched that mm-hmm. also watched this. Like this was yeah. like the R and B that was like, like if you like a fan of Most Def and like real hip hop, yeah. you like Erica Badu and Jill Scott. Yeah, so, but see, that's that's the other thing I don't get, right? Because um, <clears throat> so we've talked a lot about how like um. A lot of other countries kind of respect like what we consider real hip hop, and I'm I'm doing air quotes, but sure. uh, you know, in, in a way that I don't know they really connected with the neo soul movement, and That's um right. and it was something that I you know I was actually wanted to kind of talk about on this episode, which is that you know I think particularly like around the time Jill's first album came out, um, I lived in Belgium, right. So I think, you know, I, I, I really, it was kind of almost heartwarming, like a lot of the, the things that I read from others in terms of them experiencing, you know, Jill and, and Erica, you know, mm-hmm. um, upon their music being released. Um, I, I think Panama had like something, you know, he was kind of talking about like attending an HBCU when, you know, Erica Badu and, and, and Jill came out and like this right. impact of like, you know, an atom bomb going off with, with, where Jill drops her music and just it's just everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, I did not experience that. Um, and I, but what I did experience living overseas was, um, you know, these big Wu Tang records and these big DJ Premier records and stuff. All these kids in Germany and Belgium and France, they they loved that stuff like more, more than we did almost as American kids, right? Um, and so you know, it's just interesting to me. I, I guess I expected there to be more international reach from a RZA premiere than okay. like a, a a Jill Scott and 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 Erica, but yet their numbers trump them, you know, almost yeah. double uh, in terms yeah. of. So it, I just that's what I mean when I say I don't get it. Like I don't get what percentage of those folks are in America versus other countries. You know what the intersection of women who a, a, attend IG lives versus men, age groups. Like mm. I don't, I just don't get it. Yeah, no, that's fair. Well, what did you uh, what did you expect going into this quote unquote battle? <laughs> um, I had to say quote unquote because Jill Scott did use the term battle, but only because it was versus battle. But right. I, the both of them made you know sure to to emphasize just how much they didn't consider it a battle. Yeah. It was just love and you know peace yeah. and love. And all my that expectation, good stuff. Um, like many of these, right? Um, you know, with an uh, an an artist with the amount of of appeal and and the amount of like hit music um i just assumed that somewhere in the middle like around track 10 bado was just gonna pull away so mm-hmm. my expectation was that jill was gonna have a, a strong showing at the beginning um with records some records that people are gonna be like oh yeah i forgot about this record or oh man i didn't i didn't even remember she did this and then yeah. you know she would really be like in 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 the, in it and then at some point erica's you know depth of catalog was just gonna gonna trump her um, right. I don't know. What was your expectation going in? I think I kind of had the same. Um, Jill Scott has got some records that cannot be challenged. Of course, mm-hmm. obviously, Badu has as well. So, right. you know, and a few of those actually went up. Uh, they went toe to toe with each other. Yep. A few of them did. And uh, obviously, I did give a couple of them a, a winner. But mm-hmm. I think that mostly Badu has a deeper catalog. Mm-hmm. And I think that. You know, Jill Scott, after her debut album, I think, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, mm-hmm. some people are obviously going to disagree, I think had a difficult time kind of replicating that magic. Mm. Um, you know, you talked a little about a little bit about like 
what Panama said about, you know, when Jill Scott, when that hit, you know, the kind of impact it had. Well, yeah. I was in high school in yeah. the D.C. area. And one of the first singles we heard uh -huh. was It's Love, which was a huge, huge single in D.C. Okay. I did not hear it last night. I felt disrespected. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jill Scott loses points for that. Yeah. But I mean, that's that record still still gets love. Yeah. And, um, you know, so because of that, Jill Scott was huge for us mm -hmm. in D.C. And I think that that record just has like a slew. That album has a slew of good records on it. And I'm not sure if her other her the later records in her catalog have the same magic. That's funny that you you know, I'm, I'm going to cherry pick a point that you made that is, is not the overarching point that you made. But I think it's funny that you talk about, you know, a record that really had a huge impact in, in D.C., and yeah. and and may not have had the same global impact because I think mm -hmm. there is something about DC that I, I really love about DC, which is that you know because of that go go that go go yes. influence and that and that that live music thing. There's kind of always been in that in that era, right? That era that you know Dilla and Soulquarians and all these cats, you know the James Poisers, like all these real live musicians started to do records that got pop attention but had real live musicians playing real live yes. music on it and i yeah. think in that era there were many records that dc as a live music city kind of mm -hmm. cherry picked and really loved and appreciated in a way that other cities and the rest of the world just did not understand um, yeah that's that's probably fair yeah yeah so um I gotta say, right off the right off the bat, I like how this starts. Yeah. You know, I'm not a big spoken word guy. I'm not a big gospel guy, but uh -huh. Jill Scott had both going. Mm -hmm. And I wanna say that one of the poems that was being read in the background was from Nikki Giovanni. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously a woman who I respect, but not a woman whose like work I'd be able to recognize. Right. I just know that she works at Virginia Tech. Mm -hmm. Um but I mean I know who she is. I just I'm not familiar with all her work. Mm -hmm. But um Yo, the 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 Bruce Lee in the background from uh, from Erykah Badu. Yeah, that joint. That joint. Not only is that the background winner of of this particular battle, but that's the background winner for all of the battles that I've seen. That shit was fire, yo. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. At one point, Erica <clears throat> plays a record and she turns around and she starts trying to channel the energy <laughs> from Bruce as he's like fighting in a fighting scene. I thought that was either hilarious. that or she was trying to stroke his chest. One of the two. <laughs> So yeah, so um, should we should we get started? Should we do the the round for round scorecard? Sure. I know I know you have it written down. Yeah, I do, I do, I do. I, I, I to be real with you, this was the one battle that I really felt like I almost felt like I was cheating the experience by trying to score it. But you know, we can mm -hmm. still do this for for the sake of, of fun. I mean, I I didn't write anything down. I just kind of scored things in my head. Yeah. Um, and I had some thoughts, some initial thoughts last night that upon thinking about it and kind of reflecting on some of the songs, I've kind of gone back and forth on. So yeah. I know that we, you and I texted a little bit last night. And we yeah. already had some disagreements. So we'll see how this starts <laughs> off. But round one, we've got You Got Me, both from yeah. Erica Badu and Jill Scott. Yeah. Erica Badu plays the studio version from The Roots. Mm -hmm. And Jill Scott plays, I want to say, her first live performance from this song. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, I'm not even going to ask your opinion. I already know. But this one goes to Jill. Yeah, I think everybody gave this to Jill. The one thing I want to say about this was, um, you know, to some degree, we, we did see a little strategery in this. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, you know, from the perspective of really just showing love and making this this event about love, Erica starts with this record, right? Um, and yeah. she tells the story about 
how beautiful the song was before she even got on it. Um, mm-hmm. We've posted the article, um, you know, to, to the 80s babies about the, the whole story about how the record label wanted to get Erica to do this, the, the version that they were going to put on the album, etc. So we all know that story. But um, a, as a matter of strategy, actually prior to the battle, I said that Erica should start by playing Jill's version of You Got Me. <laughs> and and had she done that, she would have won this round <laughs> because I think everybody gave this round to Jill. If yeah. if if she would have played, as a matter of fact, I think Jill might have even said like, "Which version are you going to play?" Or she she sound she sounded surprised when Erica played the record, and I think mm-hmm. she said something to to along the lines of like, "Which version?" or something like that. Because yeah, you know, if she would have played Jill's version. Jill would have been assed out a little bit. Like she'd have been like, "Oh snap! Like what do I, who do I do now? How do I beat myself?" Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I gave this to Jill as well. Obviously, two points on it. One mm-hmm. is that I've never actually considered Jill Scott to be humble. Um, I, I know that she has the appearance of, of being humble, and I don't want to say that I, I've envisioned her as being like a like I want to describe her as like being a diva. I, mm-hmm. I don't know her, okay, but she really is more humble than I've given her credit for. And that was probably unfair, uh, an unfair description of me. Um, just because, you know, Jill Scott was really kind of giving Erica Badu credit for getting her career started because Erica Badu sang on the record. Kind of, yeah. And like, she brought this up several times throughout the evening. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Jill, you were going to be where you were regardless. Like you mm-hmm. didn't need Erica Badu to sing on this. Mm-hmm. Your voice, and your ability to write songs, which is crazy because apparently this is the first thing she ever wrote, yeah. which I'm actually kind of taken aback by that. Yeah, like, that's I'm crazy. That that's crazy. The, the first thing you ever wrote was this hook. <laughs> and it's not even that this hook is that amazing. It's just that you have other songs that are clearly showcased your writing talent. Yeah. Maybe maybe before she wrote poetry and then she didn't write songs and maybe mm-hmm. what she meant was like, this is the first like song hook I ever I wrote. I think that's what she meant. I hope that's what she meant because yeah. if she didn't write anything before this, and she went on to write some of her other songs. It's like, yeah, uh, that's just that's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's something I want to know. But the other thing too is that I almost want to dock Jill Scott points for this because she didn't play the best version of. The, I understand why she played the first time she performed it live, mm-hmm. but she really should have played the joint from Chappelle's Block Party because mm. that that live version. Where I Erica mean, Jill came Scott out? like, well, Erica comes out, but Jill Jill sings it as well. Yeah, and and Jill like, oh my god, like she like tears the fucking like house down with that yeah. with, with, with that version so that's the version i wanted to hear we didn't hear it but it doesn't matter either way everybody's scoring this to jill and if you're somehow scoring this to erica you can just tune off right now because <laughs> yeah just yeah so yeah, round two um we've got on and on from erica badu versus getting in the way jill scott and i i'm i'm going back and forth on this uh, give your score first Man, this was Badu to me, and and it wasn't as close as I feel like you and some other folks felt it was. Yeah, I, I think my issue is that as much as I enjoy On and On, mm-hmm. um, I don't actually rate it all that highly amongst her hits, and I think that I'm probably wrong for that. <laughs> and the thing is, is that when when Baduism comes out, that's 1997. Well, I'm not really getting into music like that mm-hmm. plus mm-hmm. at least in terms of where i was badu didn't hit the same way that jill scott did mm-hmm. yes we're 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 older we're more mature yeah, plus i think it's important. you've got the dc hit it's love yeah. and so 
Plus, the other thing too is that, and we'll get into this a little bit more, but like, I've also never considered Erica Badu a neo soul artist. I know people have. I think it's kind of silly. I think that, you know, her first album is kind of that, but yeah. that's before neo soul is even a genre. Mm -hmm. And then Mama's Gun, sure, but then even in Mama's Gun, she she starts to hit those rock notes a little bit. And the rest of her catalog, in my opinion, isn't neo soul at all. I think that. When Mama's Gun hits, it's around the same time where the Soul Quarians are doing their thing. So you yeah. know, you've got D'Angelo's Voodoo, yeah. you've got Jill Scott's getting in the way, you've got all this shit coming out from Philly Music Soul Child. That was all Neil Soul, and I think they lumped Erica Badu into that. Well, and she I, was I've part never of the Soul Quarians, right? That. Yeah, but I don't. I've never considered her Neil Soul. Okay, I never have. And so, but Jill Scott, when she comes around, like like Jill Scott. I think it's fair to say like that record is probably one of the first like big neo soul records. Right. And getting in the way was a huge record on it. The video is iconic. Um, it resonates with so many people. And I think because of that, like that nostalgia factor probably is the reason why last night I was going for getting in the way. Yeah. But I think that I think that I'm not rating on and on as as highly as I should. Mm -hmm. So last night I gave this again in the way, but today I'm I'm gonna give it a draw. Man, I, I think yeah. I remember the first time I really connected with on and on because again, right, like <clears throat> like you said, like this album comes out in '97. I remember Tyrone mm -hmm. being a big hit, and yeah. I remember, you know, I mean, you know, this deadbeat dude that ain't shit X Y Z. <laughs> like I'm a kid. I don't I don't get yeah. it. I don't get this right. So like I feel yeah. like me and my friends as guys, we just were like. Yo, why is this chick like throwing this guy's clothes out? We we didn't understand. So I, I I don't I don't think you know I don't think the initial wave of Erica I, I, I really resonated with me from a sub a subject matter perspective. Uh, right. But the beat to on and on is just so yeah. infectious. I'll never forget like hearing it and just freestyle, just running it in the car and just freestyling over it over yeah. and over and over again because the beat is so amazing. And one of the things I loved about her commentary about it was she talked about how she was such a big Mary J. Blige fan. Yeah. And yeah, how, you know, the doom, 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 doom. <laughs> like, you know, that starts like, the I'm record. On the door. Like, Here I her, come. yeah, telling Mary yeah. she was coming. I was like, yo, that is yeah. ill. And, you know, I think, you know, one of the things that you were saying a bit earlier about, you know, the humility that we saw in Jill and, you know, and Badu, um, it's a difference, but I don't think that it's a difference that I I, I kind of fault either of them for. Um, right. I think Jill, you know, we have to remember, right, that like we're saying here, Badu came before Jill. And even mm -hmm. though she came fa fairly almost just before Jill, right, like a few years before Jill, it's almost the same way that we talk about, you know, when Biggie and the Locks like linked yeah. up, right? You know, so like the Locks finally get Biggie on this record, like, while they're they're contemporaries and you know in a mm -hmm. way they're coming just after by this time biggie in in their mind is michael jordan yeah you know what i mean and i think jill kind of told us that in that she's like i came just after badu but like i was literally so nervous when she was in the same building as me that i couldn't yeah. even speak you know what i mean so yeah i think like badu had kind of already really made her bones to a level where that when jill was coming out you know badu was kind of already stamped Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, so, no, yeah. I, I hear you. Yeah. yeah. But I, I loved Jill's demeanor. Like I, I just was like, I was joking that I was like, yo, I, I wish I knew Jill Scott in real life. Like she just seemed just so cool and so nice and so humble and so down to earth. And I just love her speaking voice. Like it's just almost like comforting. 
So I feel like I do know Jill Scott um, and Erica Badu. And obviously I've, I've never met either of these two ladies, right? But I feel like I know Jill Scott in the sense that, like I know some women in DC who have some powerful voices and I'm, they're not Jill Scott, but they, they're dope in their own right. And they write as well. And they're into all of the same kind of spoken word and poetry and and like the love that's in their their, their music. Like the vibe is similar. And I feel like, you know, when I when I see Jill Scott speak, I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I recognize it. Mm-hmm. And the same thing goes for Badu. I know women who definitely have that Badu energy and maybe they took it from Badu. Though yeah. so to be honest, I, I don't think so. I think it's just, there's just a certain frequency mm-hmm. that certain people just vibe on. And I've never met either of these two ladies personally, but I just, yeah. they just seem so familiar to me when I see them. Huh. I know. I, I definitely know some folks that I, I would say the energy, the, the Jill Scott energy is familiar. I, mm-hmm. I, I can't really say the Badu energy is that familiar to me, but I will say I that, you. you know, it, it might just be a matter of the circles that I travel in. Like, I just don't I don't know many people that, you know, carry themselves in that way or have that air, you know, for better or for worse. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. So we're going to get into round three. And uh, this is Didn't You Know? Um, from Badu versus Rolling Hills on Jill Scott. And look, you know, this Rolling Hills record is really dope. It's a really good piece of music, but it's not Didn't You Know? And uh, yeah, obvious, I think the obvious winner for this one is Badu. Yeah, this 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 record, this is by a country mile, the win on this on this round. And this record yeah. is it's one of my favorite Dilla uh, productions. Um, I just... This song, I could just leave it on and just play it over and over again. And just like, yeah. I mean, it's it's so amazing. I love it more every time I hear it. Yeah, I mean, and look, it is the winner by a country mile. And it's not because Rolling Hills is not a bad record. Rolling Hills is dope. Yeah. It's just, it's it, you know, this is <laughs> this is one of the records that Badu has that can't be challenged. Yeah. And uh, it didn't matter what you played up against this. It was probably going to lose. Yeah, So, Facts. yeah. All right, so here we have our next contentious one, at least you know, as far as you and I are concerned. We got yeah. Back in the Day from Jill, uh, from Erica Badu versus Slowly Shirley from Jill Scott. Mm-hmm. And last night, I gave this to Jill Scott. Yeah. Though, you gave this to Badu, right? Yep. I think the thing for me is that when I heard, first heard this Back in the Day record, it's, it just seemed kind of like simple. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a nice little groove. It's got a good like nostalgic factor. And Slowly Shirley, um, you know, for me, that connects because that's on the first album and that's an album that I used to listen to a lot. I think initially I gave this to Jill Scott, but as the song went on, I kind of got tired of it. Mm. Um, and so, ah, yeah, I, I had a tough time with this one. I think I'm going to go ahead and score this one a draw again. Okay. I gave this yeah. to Badu. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, I I think, you, you, you know, and you, you kind of alluded to this when we talked about the, the 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 careers of these ladies um specifically mm-hmm. badu's career um and how you know after mama's gun um erica badu's sound kind of changed a bit and she kind of pivoted yeah. away from from what we're calling the traditional neo soul sound right I, I think that worldwide underground is going to be remembered as an album that was not understood and mm-hmm. was was underappreciated um and, okay. and i think back in the day and you know a couple of other records she played here that that come from that album are, are records that I think, you know, maybe we just didn't we just didn't get what she was doing at the time. Yeah, um, that's probably fair. And and I think I think back in the day is is crazy. Like when you go back and okay. listen to it, it, it's crazy. It, it can be a bit repetitive. I I get what you're saying, but 
man. Oh, it's, it's good. I, I think for me, I actually enjoy the song more now than I did then. Mm -hmm. Versus Slowly Surely, I definitely enjoyed it more then than I do now. Because when I first heard it, when she played it, I was like, oh yeah, Slowly Surely. Mm -hmm. But then as the song got on, I was like, you know, I'm kind of over this song. Mm -hmm. um, like, I get it, it's dope, but it's just, I don't know. So mm -hmm. maybe maybe in another week, I'd actually just give this to Badu. But uh, I'm going to give this, I'm, I, I have to score, just want to draw. And you know, I think to some degree, right, that's a testament to Badu as, as an artist. You know, say what you will about her demeanor, say what you will about her, you know, some of her antics on social media and all the et cetera, yeah. right? Like, she has music that really does age like fine wine. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. it's like you hear it later. Sometimes you take more away from it. Like, for example, Bag Lady, right? Like, oh, yeah. the first time I heard it as a kid, I'm just like, yo, why is this lady redoing, you know, this this Dr. Dre song that we love? Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then... You know, as time goes on and I sit with the with the record, like, you know, it, it begins to mean different things and more things to me as 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 I get more life experience. And, you know, I see individuals and I see myself and I see how, you know, this really speaks to, you know, the, our journeys, our, our, our specific journeys through life. And I think a lot of Badu's music really, you know, you hear it later and you're like, wow, I've, now that I've had more life experiences, I, this song actually means something different to me than it did when I heard it the first time. Oh, look, I will go back to this point when we go to more songs because there's yeah. a lot of records that she played last night that I feel that exact same way about. Yeah. So, and and, and speaking of which, one of them is the song that we're about to do. So we got mm -hmm. round five, Badu's Other Side of the Game versus Jill Scott and Robert Glasper's Calls. And, you know, I had one friend text me when, when, Jill Scott plays Calls and she's like, this is one of my top five favorite songs ever. And I was like, look, I hear you, but I got to get this one about do. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, the vibe from Robert Glasper and Jill Scott, and obviously it's Robert Glasper and, mm -hmm. you know, it's a really, it's a really amazing song, mm -hmm. but like other side of the game, especially the lyrics on it, this yeah. is something that I didn't really understand at the time. Right. And like going back to really listen to it, like, like now it's just, it's amazing. I mean, yeah. like, you know, it's it's not like you don't have education because I was right there at his graduation. And it's like, <laughs> I think the thing that's so crazy about this song is because when you read the lyrics and then you listen to the song, mm -hmm. you wouldn't necessarily think they go together. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. subject seems like a little bit more harsh, but it's like a really cool, chill vibe, a subdued record with like a really, like, I don't think that we've seen this point of view illustrated mm. From from Bob's dude's perspective, like the way we have like this, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I think that in the in the previous times, you know, before 2000, I think that if you were going to hear a record like this, it would be not ratchet. That's not the word, but a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more easy to pick apart and judge, mm -hmm. if you will. And mm -hmm. then, of course, you have to be, well, let's not judge and we don't know the circumstance. But I think the way that Badu delivers this song. Um, oh, and I said 2000. I meant to say 1997 because this is on the debut album, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. And I think that the way that Badu delivers a song, it's almost like, it's like, well, of course I'm on her side, always. Like, right. I totally understand what you're saying. Right. And for that, I mean, to hear it now, especially like, yeah, look, I, I dig this cause record from, from Glasper and Scott, but I mean, this is another one of those records for me that is difficult to challenge. I mean, cause you know, it, it just, yeah, Fact. I get this to Badu. No, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, you, and you, you, you 
pretty much, you know, took the words out of my mouth in terms of how I feel about it. Um, but I also thought it was funny when we, you know, just to, to uh, double click on the banter, you know, here, Erica's like, that's a Glasper record. Oh, you can play that? And then they like, they low key kind of almost had like a mini battle as to like, who knows Robert Glasper better? Yeah. Did, did you notice that? Like, yeah, and she so was Jill's like, she was talking like, about healing his back. You know, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then Erica's like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, he's from Dallas, like, or he's from Houston yeah. or whatever. Like, he's we, we from Texas. Texas. Yeah, like, Texas. That's, my, that's my guy, guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, you know, we, we had to get up to do more music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah. I enjoyed that round. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm giving this one to Erica. So, yeah. round six, we have uh, Apple Tree versus Whenever You're Around. And um, I gave this one to Jill. I was kind of surprised to hear Erica Badu play Apple Tree. It's a record that I like. I was genuinely surprised to hear it, though. Yeah, I was surprised to hear it as well. I don't think it's one of Erica's strongest records, personally. It's um, not. And especially this version of it. And so I was surprised that she played it at all. But I definitely gave this round to Jill. Yeah, and it, it, it's not that it's a bad song. It's just that, like... I could probably name 30 songs right now that are better than Apple Tree. And it's a good song. I, I like the record. It's just yeah. like, well, I'm surprised you played this. Right. So, you know, but I mean, hey, look, she may not have been playing it for 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 us or for herself or like the winner. She might have just been playing like, hey, look, this is what I'm in the mood to play. So, yeah. Um, and I think the, I think the lyrics on Apple Tree are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not like it's just not. I don't know. It's definitely not one of the standout songs on her catalog. So, yeah. Yeah. The version of the album that I had had the bonus tracks on it. And I okay. feel like I enjoyed the um, the other version that was uh, in the bonus tracks better than, than the, the album version. So okay. I would have I played that if I had to play one of the two. So round seven, um, we have Erica Badu's Time's a Wasting versus Jill Scott, Can't Wait. And um, what did you score this to? Gave this to Jilly from Philly, man. I did too, and I was kind of surprised because you know, times of wasting comes on. I'm like, oh yeah, like this is a good one. Yeah. And then Jill Scott plays "Can't Wait," and that's a song that I'm less familiar with, but objectively speaking, it's just a better song. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I gave this one to to Jill Scott, and that beat is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. nah, that's Jill. Yeah. The, uh, the next one was close for me. Round eight, we have Clever versus Watching Me. Yeah. And um, these two songs came out right around the same time because this is on Badu's sophomore LP, Jill Scott's first LP. They both came out in 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, who'd you score this to? I gave this to Badu. Um, and I, I gave just, it to Badu as well. I just want to say that, like, anytime you have Roy Ayers playing vibraphone on yes. your shit, yeah. you're probably going to win. Yeah. <laughs> just so That's why I ultimately gave it to Badu. Yeah. Because... When the song is playing, and then the and then the Roy Ayers comes in, I was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, that's that's hard to top." Yeah, that's hard to top. Yeah. I mean, but the, but the but the um the Jill song is really dope, and it's really it is, um, good. It is good. It's song. really like apt for right now. Like it it really just it really encompasses what's happening today. So it's interesting that it was made twenty years ago. Yeah. Um, this next round we have Danger from Badu versus Fool's Gold from Jill Scott, and this one. Thus far in the competition, this is the one that's not even close to me. Oh, yeah. Um, just, well, yeah, no, this is not close to me. I fucking love this record from, from Badu. Yeah. This Danger record, oh, yeah. I, I, this record is, 
I can't say enough about this record. I love this record. I love so, I love this record as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like this one, maybe Didn't You Know isn't close versus Rolling Hills. Mm-hmm. I think that Rolling Hills is a better song than Fool's Gold. But mm-hmm. like this Danger record, yeah, it's... Jill would have had to play one of her, her stronger records to beat this for me. Um, I fucking well, love this song. I'm going to so disagree much. with you on this one. I actually gave this a tie. Um, really? And and yeah, okay. I mean, I, I really love this Fool's Gold record. I think this it's a, it's a great record. Um, I think the energy of the two records are different. And so, you know, it's kind of difficult to compare. Um, that is fair. But somebody, somebody had a um, a tweet last night that said, "Danger is neo soul nuck if you buck," and that is something <laughs> that's fair. that's something that's gonna stick with me forever. Uh, well, I love I love Erica's energy on Danger. I love the instrumentation on Danger. I love that song. But uh, but yeah. Fool's Gold is a very very good record in and of itself. And I think again, I didn't want to put pit because the because the vibe was so different between the two that's records. Fair. I just kind of just gave it a tie. I think both are incredible records. I think that is a fair analysis. Um, I don't have anything to challenge with it. I just, I love that song, Danger, from Badu. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that a point as well, that it is the knuck if you buck from the El Sol. Um, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. All right. Uh, so now we have uh, round 10. We've got Next Lifetime from Badu versus Honey Molasses from Jill Scott. And this one, you know, I was surprised the vote that I gave it to. Okay. I gave it to, but uh, before I say that, what are you gonna give it to? This was another one I had to give a tie to. Um, Did you? I okay. think next lifetime is something that really resonates with me. Like it resonated with me then as a great song, and then yeah. over time, just seeing it play out, like I feel like it's just such a great record. But uh, but honey molasses is, is this is a monster. Honey molasses is a strong record. So, this is know. this is really this is really close for me. Um, because I wanted to score this one a tie. Mm-hmm. I did not like Next Lifetime when it came out. It was on the record. It was on the radio all the time. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't huge into R&B. And I just didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mean, I heard this song so much growing up. Yeah. But now when I hear it, like, it just hits different for me. Yeah. And as much as I like Honey Molasses, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, oh, I, I, I heard it. I was like, oh, I like that. And then, like, that was it. Mm-hmm. But, like... Hearing like next lifetime just means more to me now. Yeah. And so this is close for me, but I, I gave this one to Badu. And I, I yeah. was kind of surprised because I think that had you asked me to do this comparison at the time of when Honey Molasses comes out, it's Honey Molasses and it's not close. Right. But that next lifetime record really fucking aged well. I mean, yeah. like, holy shit, this record aged well. Yeah. So I, I love yeah, that. it's close, but I got next lifetime. Yeah, next lifetime is definitely. If I if I was forced to choose one for me, it would be next lifetime for sure. But uh, but I gave yeah. this one a tie. So this next one, um, we have two deep cuts. Uh, one especially deep cut from Jill, something I I uh, not Jill, um, Badu, something mm-hmm. I'd never heard before. Yeah. And so we've got today from Badu versus uh, Jare Me Kofasila, <laughs> and um, I can't pronounce that correctly. But um, I got I gave this one to Jill. That's a yeah. that's a really good song. I gave that to Jill too. She killed that joint. Yeah. I, the one thing yeah. I would say is I, I I damn near wanted to dock a point from her just because she didn't even remember what the song meant. But yeah, um, <laughs> but but man, it was so, it's such a good song. I, I just yeah, she definitely. Won. I think I appreciate the what, what the song actually means. I think is really cool. I think the fact that she came up with her own word is really cool. You're right. She loses style points for not being able to articulate it as efficiently as we would have liked. All right. But still, it was still dope. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. 
So next we have um, I Want You versus Love Rain. Mm -hmm. And uh, what, what did you give this to? Man, I ended up giving it a tie. Um, okay. And and this was this was probably it might have been the first like what I'll call like momentum shift of the night just because mm -hmm. um, you know I've talked to you about how I feel about the Worldwide Underground album. Um, yeah. I will never forget the first time I heard "I Want You." Um, I thought my CD was skipping because <laughs> yeah. it was the way it starts. Dun dun dun. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. snap, my CD is skipping. And I was, I was like, I was like, I just bought yeah, this. Yeah, I was like, but. man, like, what's going on? You know, et cetera. And I finally get to it, and then the song starts to break down, and then it just yeah. grows. Like it just has layers to it. And I, I really, really love that song. But then Jill came with the with the love rain, and I was like, damn, okay. This is hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh the spoken word on Love Rain Love Rain is just so ill. And so it was so different at the time, I think, from what you know, what I was hearing. Um, that I, I couldn't I couldn't call this either way. Who, who'd you give it to? I gave this one to I Want You. I gave this one to Bandu. And I mm -hmm. loved that song, Love Rain, um, especially at the time, featuring Mos Def. Mm -hmm. I used to really, really like, like the song. I think the thing is, when I was listening to it last night, mm -hmm. you know, with the exception of the hook and Mos Def's verse, mm -hmm. this song kind of bored the shit out of me. Like, I was ready for it to be over, um, which surprised me because I, I like this song so much. Um, back in the day when I heard it, but like like you said, you know that I love songs that are abstract and layered, yeah. and I want you is both abstract and layered. Yes. You've got Badu um, and her abstract bag for me. Yeah. So I mean, I I like Love Rain. It's a good song, but this one's not. This was not a, a difficult decision for me to make. And yeah, I went for Badu. I, I want you. I also don't know if at the time I had ever seen a song that was 10 minutes long in the middle <laughs> of an album. And I remember <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like just seeing it, you know, on there 10 minutes. I'm just like, what? You know, but then, I mean, the song just, it just grows, you know, as it goes on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're just like, wow. Like it's, it's a really impressive record for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so you said you're gonna give that one a, a draw. Is that what you said? Yeah, a tie. So round thirteen, we have Badu's "Love of My Life" versus uh, Jill Scott's "So in Love," yeah. and um, I think this is a clear winner. Yeah. What do you What do you have? Yeah, I have "Love of My Life." I have "Love of My Life" as well, but I have to say, uh, I really fucks with this Jill Scott "So in Love" record. It's just it's got a good vibe. It's a really good record to two step to. But I mean, yeah, "Love of My Life," Badu, especially at the time when this came out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This comes out when you and exactly. I are both in college. Um, mm -hmm. It's the Brown Sugar soundtrack. Exactly. And it's it's at the time when like, you know, hip hop is really transitioning into like, mm -hmm. you know, does this even look familiar anymore? Yeah. And um, for her to, to do this record with Common, who she was dating at the time. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was dope. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think, you yeah. know, you know, even to add more, you know, layer and context to it, right? Like this is a time frame where you kind of have like, Ja Rule and Ashanti as this like kind of pair that are doing duets in in you know the mainstream and then yeah, like yeah, for sure, Common for sure. and Erica Badu are supposed to be like yeah. the 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 love connection of the underground type of a deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also, you know, I think I was my was probably like a first year in college when this came out. Yeah, you and were because I was the second year. Right, and so you know like. This is a time frame where, like, we as young black people who, like, are experiencing, like, autonomy and love and et cetera, right? Like, there are certain things in, in popular culture that intersect right where we are, right? So we have mm -hmm. love and basketball. Two can play that yeah. game. Uh, yeah. Brown Sugar, right? Like, Brown all sugar, these yeah. movies, the accompanying soundtracks, et cetera. And I think 
this song kind of encompasses that whole time frame of like mm -hmm. the black love movie you know for young black people that are all at college together uh so i mean i think i, I just have an additional fondness for the song like from that perspective yeah absolutely so we're both giving this one to badu uh this next round is fun so we've got the healer from badu versus crown royal from jill scott and yeah. i just have to say i absolutely love this song from badu yeah. i love this song yes um in fact when it came on i was telling you i was like man i love the song the yeah. healer and then yeah. the song ends yeah and jill scott is talking and i was like oh no she's not gonna do it and she talks for like a good 30 seconds i was yeah. like oh no she's gonna play it oh fuck you definitely she plays crown royal it, and i was like yeah th yeah this is this is yeah. Not a kill shot, but this is very close to a kill shot. I mean, this song, Crown Royal, and the way that Jill Scott describes it, I hadn't even thought about the fact that she didn't use any vulgar words in the song, mm -hmm. yet it's a really nasty, funky, sexy song. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I love this song from Jill Scott. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to give it to Jill. I think to me, this was the first. Everyone like, gave this to Jill. This is the first, like, definitive momentum shift because you know and i i, I told you this so th at this point in time me and outlaw are texting um and and the healer drops and i text him yeah okay badu about to go on a run right, right. like i'm like okay now now she's about to she's just about to hit hit us and, and show us why she's the one right yeah. um and so when she dropped the healer you know it's it's actually one of my favorite mad lib productions i really enjoy this song I love this song it's um, really good and i thought you know i thought like oh it's gonna ramp up i knew honey was coming after healer and that's the reason why yeah. i was like yo she about to get she about to get in her bag um yeah. but then crown royal drops and you're just like oh shit <laughs> yeah so i think you texted me before crown royal even dropped you're like Yo, she about to play Yo, Crown Royal. She about to play Crown Royal, <laughs> I'm right? Like, no. <laughs> so yep. yeah, I gave this to Jill for sure. Yeah. Next one, um, we've got Honey, like you said, uh, yeah. from Badu versus A Long Walk from Jill Scott. Mm -hmm. And this one's not that close to me. I gotta yeah. give this one to Jill. I think a lot of people did. Um, Honey has a special place in my heart. I really, really okay. love this song. I still play this song a, a lot. And so I gave this a tie. But what really? I what wow. I what I do want to say is that um this was a very strategic play by Jill. I think Jill yeah. knew what Badu dropped with Honey, and uh -huh. she and she came with the right record. You know, I think most people would would give this round to Jill, but I I, I gave it a tie. Okay, okay. So next one uh, we've got Bag Lady from Badu. The uh, the version I don't know what the version is named, but it's mm -hmm. the the Dr. Dre version, whatever mm -hmm. we can just call it that. Versus Blessed, Blessed from Jill Scott. And, uh, you know, Jill Scott was really feeling this record, Blessed. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's not Bag Lady. Yeah. So it's not really a competition. <laughs> I'm not sure if we even really have to discuss this. Yeah, I, nah. You can if you want to. Nah, it's Badu. It's Badu. Okay. Uh, but the next one, though, we have Window Seat from Badu versus uh, The Way from Jill Scott. And, you know, I I really like this track, Window Seat. I love it. Um, I like it a lot. Yeah. And I, like I, like, I like the video even better. Yes, yes. Well, obviously because <laughs> yeah. Badu is Badu is bad, and also the artistic point of view from uh, that record is is dope too. But uh, yeah, I gave this one to Jill Scott. Yeah, I gave this to yeah. Jill too. I think this was this was a close round though uh, for me. Like I, I think it was close. It was another one where where Erica dropped her record. You know, I heard Window Seat. I'm like, oh okay, well. It's gonna be pretty hard for somebody yeah. to come up against this, and then she she drops the way, and it's like, oh shit! Well, all right, it's yours. 
Yeah. So uh, we got Jill Scott kind of kind of ending a little strong here. Yeah. But uh, round eighteen, we have Tyrone from Badu <laughs> versus He Loves Me, Lizel and E Flat from Jill Scott. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I recognize that this is probably one of the strongest records that Jill Scott could ever play. Yeah. I get it. But this round's not that close to me. <laughs> really? It's not that close. Wow. I hold Tyrone in a very, very high esteem. Hmm. Um, like it's up to for me, it's up there with Didn't You Know. Oh. Wow. And I think that I'm not sure if there's anything that Jill Scott could have played in her catalog that could top Tyrone. Yeah. And uh, I gave this to Badu, and I had no qualms about it. Yeah. Badu, and I can explain why, but let me hear your take. Yeah, I gave it a tie. Um, and and okay. you know, I told you that you know when Tyrone came out and and it was it was it was everywhere. I mean, it was mm-hmm. you know it was crazy, and it was you know this was as you said this predates Neo Soul, right? So like, yes, this was like its own brand of like borderline, you know, beat poetry, spoken word, uh, lyricist lounge R and B. Like it was it was different. Yeah. Um, and you know. It was really impactful to a lot of people, but I was a kid. So again, like this record didn't hit me the way I think it hit a lot of people when it was out. Um, You know, since then, I I think I appreciate it more. I think it's hilarious that Tyrone himself is not the subject of the song. And most people don't know that. And so, you know, Tyrone is this innocent bystander. I saw some some banter back and forth between Panama and Will Ketchum and some other cats about how, you know, yo, it's fucked up. Tyrone didn't do anything. Tyrone didn't do shit. He's just a friend. He's just the guy. A friend. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, um, you know, but the song didn't resonate with me in the same way in terms of the subject matter. So just from the perspective of the music and the Mm -hmm. vocal performances, I think that, you know, Jill's vocal performance is just as good, you know, on on He Loves Me. Um, And so I I called it a tie. I think that the vocal performance of Jill Scott, you're correct, is Mm -hmm. actually better. Not even actually. It's better than Badu's performance. Yeah. Vocal performance. Uh, And I'm not going to. Yeah, I have no disagreements with that. Real quick, before I get into my analysis of the song and why this is not that close to me, Mm -hmm. the best comment I saw posted Mm -hmm. last night was when when. This song cuts out from Badu and just kind of like, no, 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 no. And she's like, legit, yeah. like, wants to hear the song. Yeah. And someone posts in the comments is like, Tyrone, stay fucking us up. <laughs> Been fucking us up. And so, and yeah. it's funny because exactly what you're talking about, like, Tyrone's not even the person that she's exactly. addressing. It's just like, you need to call Tyrone. But here's the reason why I love this song so much. Uh-huh. Because, first of all, Jill Scott plays a live version of her record, which I understand why she did it, mm. but... Um, it's not the best version of her song. I That's mean, true. at least not that I heard. The, the studio version of He Loves Me is better than her live version, at least the one I that agree. we heard. Yeah. And the thing is, like, Tyrone, it was a single from her live album that was released shortly after Baduism. Right. And um, it's not, there's no studio version of the, of the song, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I think that Tyrone is one of the best live songs ever recorded. And the reason why is because it's not a studio record like we know. So right. that audience, they're hearing that song for the first time. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, as good as it could be as a studio record, mm-hmm. it's not the same song without yeah. the, the, yep. the feedback you get from the crowd. Right. It's essentially a live stand-up comedy routine yeah. 
as a spoken word song. It's fucking genius. That's real. Because because every single like line that she delivers hits the audience and you hear the reaction from the crowd. Yep. Every single time. And the reference is like Better call Tyrone at the last bit is like, but you can't use my phone. Like, yo, like, look, that's not something that people, that the younger audience is going to understand. Yeah. But like at the time, it was like, no, get off my fucking phone because there was only one phone in the household. Right, right. Like, you can't use my phone. Go some, go down the block. You better go to the payphone and call Tyrone. No, this Tyrone record, like, yeah. like go back and listen to it. Mm. Just from that perspective of yeah. like the call of response and just and just how much each line hits. No, you're absolutely right. And it's and it builds and it builds right. to that last punchline. I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry. Look, I I love this vocal performance from Jill Scott. Yeah. I know how much the song means to her. Mm-hmm. I know who the song was dedicated to. I get it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. But this song from Erica Badu, in my opinion, can't be touched possibly by any song in Jill Scott's catalog. That's how much high regard. I, I have for this song. Yeah. So it's it's Badu for me. And I understand why some people might want to say it's a tire, give it to Jill, but I can't. I gotta give nah, it to Tyrone. I, I think everything that you said is 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 very true. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and and with all that in mind, I mean, like you said, the timing is is incredible. And I love, you know, the fact that everybody, you know, you could even see it in the comments, right? Like everybody knows every last ad lib yes. and every yes. last response from the crowd. Like that's how well we understand this whole joint but like you said you know it's almost as if the crowd is a part of the band in a way of the song right because because of you know all the contribution that you get she's getting and the feedback that she's getting live definitely incredible incredible live performance so i i agree with everything you said there so the last round we have um from badu we have green eyes versus cross my mind from jill scott Mm. and uh i gave this one to jill scott oh i gave this one to badu Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that for me, um, I like this record, Green Eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely like one of the throwback kind of jazzy records. Yeah. Like, I don't even call it jazzy, but like, you know, it, it gives me like the kind of like Billie Holiday vibe. Right. Um, and, and, and I dig that. But I think that what got me with Across My Mind is because like she dedicated it to Andre Harrell, mm-hmm. who is an individual who like, I know who he is, but I'm not all that familiar with. Like, I know who he uh-huh. is, but, like, he's not a person that, you know, like, little, like, the death of Little Richard hits me more than the death of Andre Harrell, Harrell okay. right? Okay. Um, but I think that, like, seeing all the love that he was getting while the song was playing just kind of, like, emotionally impacted me. Mm. So I was like, all right, I'm going to give this one to Jill Scott. Yeah. But, you know, I do like this record, Green Eyes from Badu. Yeah, for sure. This was, like, the bonus round. Um, I think, you yeah. know, you, you talked about how kind of Mama's Gun sat a little more squarely in this kind of neo soul pocket yeah um and i think you know i think you as well would appreciate we appreciate probably but i really appreciate how like erica throughout her career has really transcended genre and really yeah. you know tested the the boundaries to show us that music is just music um and i think you know green eyes in the way of it you know it given us this like Almost like, you know, someone playing in a, in a, a saloon, you know, like playing the, the keys and, you know, like you said, like Billie Holiday vibes with the vocals and then like mm-hmm. it going from like this old sounding, you know, where you hear the warp of the record and then yeah, it kind of yeah, coming yeah. into sounding like a more studio version. I just I love the risks like that, that that Erica takes to give us, you know, like the unique product that she gives us. 
And I just, mm-hmm. I don't know that there's a lot of, like, I mean, this is the bonus round, but I don't know that there's yeah. a lot of records that can really just match that quote unquote risk factor. Same with I Want You. I feel you. You know? I feel you. I feel you. So uh, in conclusion, it sounds like we will, I definitely gave this to Badu. Yeah. Um, I didn't tally up. I didn't even tally up my scores. I could just, I feel like I gave this one to Badu. It was very yeah. close. Like, you know, yeah. when I look at my my little scorecard, like, I don't know if if we if we're, we're scoring the bonus round. Uh, if we are scoring right. the bonus round, I have Badu winning by two. If mm. we're not, then I have her winning by one round. Like, it was very, very close. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, there's some records that both of them didn't play. I think that yeah. the big snub, supposedly, from Jill Scott was Golden. Yeah, I said that I to think you. that was a and smart you were, move. And you said you were glad that they, she didn't yes. play it or whatever. Yes. I was ready to give that record an L. Um, I think that is the most overrated song in her catalog. And I think she was smart not to play it. I don't think it's a terrible piece of music. I just don't think it's very good. Hmm. Um, I, I don't care. I, I don't care. I didn't like it then. I don't like it anymore now. I don't dislike the song. I just don't like it. Hmm. You know what I mean? I think it's it's fine. Hmm. I think it's like a, it's an easy, I think at the time that she made it, it's an easy kind of sing-along record for her to make that other people would like. And I'm just like, no, I see through it. I don't care. Hmm. That's how I feel about the record. So Yeah, I don't feel nearly as passionately about the record. I don't dislike it. Or I don't love it. It's fine. Um, I think... It's definitely one of the most recognizable pieces in her catalog. Um, so my expectation was that it was going to get played. So I think I was yeah. surprised, but also I wasn't. I don't have like any type of emotional connection to the record that I felt like it was a snub that we didn't hear. Right. I just was surprised that I didn't hear it. The one that I really, I already mentioned this, but not hearing its love is kind of like, damn, like, mm. fuck. Yeah, I was really kind of disappointed. I was re- I was ready because its love could have gone up against a lot of joints in Badu's catalog for me personally. That's just how much, you know, that's how much um, how much passion I have for that record, It's Love. But I didn't hear it. It is what it is. Yeah. But man, Badu had a lot of joints she didn't play. Yeah, I mean, exactly. she didn't play Kiss My Neck, which is, I was surprised not to hear Kiss My Neck. Yeah. Um, she didn't play, um, she didn't play um, the, the Mooney song, Money, or the uh, Can't Turn Me Away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wanted to hear that. <laughs> I was surprised I didn't hear that. And I think... The big one for me personally, which I'm not surprised she didn't play it, but had she played it, would have been able to go up against like it, to me it's one it's one of my favorite songs from her catalog is Penitentiary Philosophy. Okay. Pen, penitentiary Philosophy. I you know me, I, I love rock music. Mm-hmm. Um and that is like like anytime you can blend rock with soul mm-hmm. and make it sound good and like the way like Badu just like wails on that record. Um, and just like the frustration that you feel in that song, like I'm not even frustrated about shit, and I feel frustrated listening to that song. I'm like, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Um, I I fucking love that record, Penitentiary Philosophy. It's a perfect way to start off Mama's Gun. Yeah. And um, I was disappointed not to hear it. I, I didn't think I would hear it, but um, I got yeah. two. Actually, okay. maybe three. Orange okay. Moon. Okay. Uh, Rimshot. Okay, that's uh, that's from Baduism, right? Yeah, I would have loved it. Yeah. I love Rimshot. That's that joint's crazy. Um, and certainly, I think those okay. are my three that I expected to hear or would have liked to hear that I didn't hear from Erica. I got you. I got you. Did you uh, did you tune into the after party at all? Nah. Did you? For a little bit, yeah. I think that after the live went down, um, I tuned in just because I wanted to see what it was. Mm-hmm. And then they took a while to get started, and I went back to Badu's live. She had, uh, first of all, yo, they are not doing any social oh, distancing yeah, not at all. whatsoever. Like, not <laughs> at all. Not at all. 
And um, but she was on there with her daughter. I think her name is Puma. Uh huh. But um, she got on there, and then we got to see Seven, who was um was waking up from a nap, uh, unfazed by this IG live battle. Didn't get two shits about it, but you know it is what it is. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, we, we get to see her whole camp and then it goes live. It was cool. Yeah. Um, I only saw up until like the first uh, DJ, I think her name was Natasha Diggs. Mm -hmm. She was playing some joints. Yeah. Um, apparently it was all 45s, but uh, she oh. was playing some joints. And then after that, I, I took my ass to sleep. So, Yo, yeah. speaking of which, you, you, you talked a bit about her family, um, which, you mm -hmm. know, it's great that she, got, you know, kind of gets to spend time with her family. And, you know, now it's Mother's Day. Um, I really, really enjoyed the bit at the beginning. So, you know, they kind of had some issues getting their lives up. And once they yeah. finally really connected, they kind of start talking, you know, in the beginning before they start playing records about just motherhood and, you know, yeah. you know, trying to trying to keep everything together. Uh, Erica mentioned something about like homeschooling and how like yeah. she's teaching her kid like, I don't know, it was like, <laughs> it was like things that you're not you don't learn in school right it was like something like humility and you know some other lesson or adjective or whatever but i just thought it was a beautiful moment um you know just having the two of them connecting and kind of talking about being professionals but also like being mothers and, and what that experience is like you know yeah not really but um yeah, I mean, I think that should wrap it up for me, at least in terms of uh, what we what we saw last night. Do you have anything else to add? Nope. Uh, great, great battle from these ladies. Really appreciate it. And the timing was perfect with, with Mother's Day here. So yeah. happy Mother's Day to everybody out there who's listening. It will have probably already passed, but, you know, yeah. shout to y'all. Shout to y'all. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace. <laughs>